You are listening to the smooth, smooth sounds of the mating ritual of the majestic giant tortoise. Taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Break the Bell Podcast. This is your live edition every Monday night. How's everybody doing out there? Hello, beautiful bell breakers. We're yeah. here. We're live. You keep hesitating on me, and it just throws me off. It's like, <laughs> that's your cue, Bill. I, I know, I know, I know. Say your well, thing. We're getting our timing down. <laughs> we're getting. Our, I mean, it's only been, what, a year and like three months, and we're just now getting know, our timing I down. I know. We, we will figure this out eventually, or, or we won't, and uh, we'll just keep our whole uh, <laughs> shtick of uh, being unprofessionals, because that's what we like to do anyway. Well, you know, we don't want people to think we're too good for them. Yeah, who, I mean, who really wants to be a professional anyway? No, who wants to be no. so clean cut? Like. Yeah. I would not want to be on like a podcast that had like an editor or a like a a person that's just like, oh guys, we gotta cut out our ums and our uhs, and right. um, we gotta yeah. we gotta go back to speech class and uh, I don't know whatever all that bullshit. But I do mean, you remember when we first started, and I realized how many times I would say, uh, you know, yeah, and I I I said that we should make a drinking game out of it. We sh- we just came to terms with that shit though. We did. At first, we we're did. like. It started, we started like uh, really noticing it and mm-hmm. it like would kind of throw us off a yeah. little bit thinking about it. But then it just got to the point where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is just who <laughs> I, I am just going to own this. This is, this is who I am. This is who you are. Yes. We're not perfect. We don't want to be perfect. No, and you don't want us to be perfect. You don't because nobody <laughs> wants to live in that world. No. So hopefully we get some people in here. So far we have nobody watching, but I'm going to jump off that screen. So yeah. Um, I don't get distracted. Yeah. If you are listening, get your friends in here, get your neighbors in here, because we like having a party. We like max participation if yeah. we can get it. Um, we do this for you. We do this for us. We love doing it. It's not. I, I don't think we're going to stop doing live, even if we get like zero playbacks, no. just because... First of all, it keeps us on track in a certain time limit, because right. remember how long we used to go over yes. our time? Yeah. Yeah. We'd be cutting out... Um, Whatever night we recorded, we'd be leaving like one thirty in the oh, morning yeah. because yeah. Be like, I'd be sitting over here like, yeah. be like, all right, we got to stop <laughs> because we got to find this article here. So yeah. this this gives us a little discipline. Yeah. Well, and plus, I mean, the pre pre show, I mean, we'd sit there going through articles, and be like, oh, oh, this looks good. Let's talk yeah. about this. And, yeah. yeah. Now we got to plan ahead. We actually yeah. have to plan ahead on stuff. Yeah. So we we have improved that much. Yes. So <laughs> we have. in the very least us being live makes us get our shit together a little yeah. bit sooner than Believe it or not. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, we we may not look like we have our shit together, <laughs> but boy, you should have seen it before we went live. <laughs> 
So, I guess before we get into this week's episode, which this week's episode we're going to be talking a little economics, which yeah. neither one of us are economics majors. No, no, no. But we probably know a little more about yeah. economics than I, I, I AOC. Did watch a little bit of Ben Stein. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah? <laughs> I mean, Voodoo economics. He's freaking great. Ben Stein's great. Um like I started to say, we I I still feel like we have a better grasp on basic yeah. economics than the economics right. major bartender, yeah, r- representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who just likes to spout her mouth off about whatever she can, yeah. and just make up make up dreams. I guess, yeah. I think that's that's like the new method of um, like proposals for legislation. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just like. Coming up with dreams. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we gave everybody a house? Mm-hmm. What if uh, what if uh, dragons were real? <laughs> then if dragons were real, we wouldn't really have wars because the dragons would fight they, the wars fight for the us. Wars. Yes. So we need dragons. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. That's that's how I feel like some of the shit comes yeah, up. It's like, right. we need to spend trillions of dollars <laughs> to revamp our entire yeah. economic structure, our entire uh, infrastructure... <laughs> But don't worry, we're not going to raise your taxes. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like, what? I, I don't know what planet they live Jake. on. I remember I was watching this true story, and the ponies assemble the elements of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have too much knowledge about the ponies and the elements of friendship. We, we don't talk about the ponies here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. This is not that. So That's, we're gonna... that's my other podcast. <laughs> oh. Good God, I'm glad I'm not part of that one. <laughs> so... Um, all jokes aside, we are going to talk a little economics. We're not talking about AOC because I I, I can't no, stand her. No, and, and that would be that would be counterproductive. What we are talking about, it, we're not talking about like the stock market. We're talking about the labor market. But I do think Joe Biden, um, un- unfortunately, has the same views as AOC. Well, it's not that he has those views. Is like his papers are written by people right. that, yeah, exactly. that side with that. So I yeah. don't think necessarily Biden does. Yeah. Because he'll be like, no, no, we're not going to be doing that shit. We're not going to be. I and mean, then all of a sudden he'll read off his paper and be like, <laughs> we're going to build back better. We're going to. And it's just like play by play. <laughs> yeah, right. AOC's playbook. Right. And then be like, friendship, <laughs> elements of friendship. It's like, Damn it, AOC. <laughs> I, I just told them. He's <laughs> like, I'm going back to sleep. Sleepy Joe. So. We're going to be talking about the labor market, not necessarily like the stock market yeah. or like the feds too much. I mean, I'm sure yeah. all that plays together, but we're talking about this labor shortage that's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of concerning because when you see like not even the local le- like local businesses, we know the local businesses are struggling. But when you see like a Wendy's that has to close down for their doors for good because right. there's not enough fucking people to yeah. work there. A Wendy's. Keep- a Wendy's. Like. Yeah. They're propped up by a major corporation, and yeah. they have to close the doors here in town. We have a problem, and it's not it, – it's – I don't know. People are pointing different directions. Like, well, we have so many unemployed people. We have so many fucking job openings. Why aren't they, like, meeting in the middle? Well, you got the people that are pointing at – Oh, it's because they're not paying enough wages. Even Joe Biden said that, remember? And then we got people on the other side that's like, oh, it's those damn uh, lazy people on the unemployment. So I guess we're just going to kind of try to reconcile between all of that and see what the hell's going on. There's a lot of different uh, theories and stuff going on out there. and Yeah. Between all of them, we'll figure out something here. We will, and it'll probably go 
off the rails in conspiracy theory land yes. because that's just just what I do. Um, I see more than just hey, this is a really nasty recovery from a really nasty pandemic. I see an agenda to push this economy in a different direction. Absolutely. We're going to get into that stuff. Before we do, obviously, we got to mention our coffee fix of freedom because they're, I mean, they're a small business. They're affected by this this stuff. They're affected by the markets. They believe in free markets and all that stuff. They believe in like free lots of things like free speech free markets not free schooling no but no but they're they're kind of picky you know, and choosy right to carry <laughs> you know that kind freedom of, stuff. of yeah yeah freedom <laughs> of the press yeah you, you know, know freedom to to you know worship yeah you know, the good ones the yes. good ones uh, all, all the constitutional ones yes not, contrary to popular belief freedom of money is not in the constitution no freedom of School like college is not in the Constitution. Nope. That stuff's not in the Constitution. I'm sorry. What? No matter what Bernie Sanders tells you, <laughs> it's not in the Constitution. Huh. But all the constitutional rights, uh, run your mouth. Coffee supports specifically free speech. Our right to get to run our mouths. Yes. Hence the name, run your mouth. Coffee. We get to run our mouths because of free speech, and they support that right. So, in turn, we want to support them as a coffee company and because it's delicious coffee Absolutely. that'll keep you alive and pumping, unlike the current economic situation. Yes. Maybe we just need to pour a little bit of run-your-mouth coffee into the economy and let I it— I think that would keep it pumping just, pretty good. Just jumpstart it. Yes. 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 Oh, man. I always try to come up with some connection, but my brain's not working today. So Yeah, I, I unfortunately, <laughs> the ones I had on my mind weren't good ones. So I was Go to rymcoffee.com. Re- reinvigorate yourself just like the economy is attempting to reinvigorate. I don't know. I don't know. Just go to rymcoffee.com. Drink it. Taste the freedom. Drink it, damn it. That's it. <laughs> Tell them we sent you by using the promo code Break the Bell, all one word, as always. Get if you had run your mouth coffee, you'd probably come up with a better slogan. <laughs> you're, you're probably probably right right now. Just go to RYM Coffee. You won't regret it. Drink it. Just just fucking drink it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're gonna get into this show though. Um, this one's gonna be a, a kind of a tough one for us because we're probably gonna sound stupid because we're not, like I said, economic majors, but. I mean, we do a lot of reading. We, yeah. I mean, we believe in the free markets. We yeah. believe in capitalism. Absolutely. So, and we true capitalism. We understand supply and demand, which right. more and more people are are really understanding less and less what supply and demand is, right. and how supply and demand can, if just left to its own devices, can regulate itself. Right. Not getting our hands in it, getting the government yeah. hands in it, fucking around with it, and that's kind of what's going on with the labor market yeah. too the government's getting their hands in it fucking around with it and that's why we have this problem yeah. right the, now the government has never successfully created jobs no they have never successfully fucked around with anything no, no. so we're gonna get into that real quick uh, make sure you check us out all over social media if you are watching this right now take the time to go down and hit the little like button or subscribe button whatever is on youtube is it a like still or yeah, is it a, it's a, a like. thumbs up it's type? a like yeah. yeah 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 i don't know they change them every now and then yeah. Uh, so like and subscribe, all that fun, happy shit that that yeah. the kids tell you to do. So that way we can get out there and be do bigger and better things because we're all always on the look to do bigger and better things. Absolutely, we we like to be liked and we like to be shared. We <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get right into this intro video, and when we come back, we are gonna talk about 
a manipulated Economy. labor market. Yes. So we will be right back. You ready, Bill? Let's do it. Let's do it. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You're talking to me. You're talking to me. Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, and we're back. Did you see I, I, I wore a white shirt for you I today. did. Yes. I told yes. you yesterday, you know, the light really yes. looks, it, it picks you up better. You don't have as good of lighting as I do over here. No, no, you, you kind of just threw me in a corner. <laughs> I put you where you fit. <laughs> this isn't a very big room. It's bigger than what we used to deal with. Remember the room we had? That was horrible. That yeah. was horrible. Yeah, we were like... We had to like move the tables around mm. to just to get out of the room. So hot up there. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I told you yesterday, hey, white really shows up well on yeah. our cameras and stuff. So because sometimes you wear it black and it's like it absorbs all the light and you just look like a shadow over it. Like like when they do like silhouette people to right. like mask their identity. Yeah. It's just like, Bill, I got a light on you. How are you absorbing all of it? <laughs> so we're gonna get right into this and. I mean, this might not seem like the glamorous conversation with everything else that's going on in the world with, like, Afghanistan, which we've talked about now for two weeks, plus yeah. the weekend wrap-up, so about three different weeks of yeah. Afghanistan. And we understand there there is big stuff like that going on out there. I mean, what else is big going on? And COVID, we talk about yeah, at least a COVID. little bit every... <clears throat> there's something new with COVID every but week. I, I, I promise you that this... This is the battle you should be paying attention yes, to. That's what I was getting to. It's like okay. this might not seem glamorous, but yeah, they, they don't. There, it's not glamorized because they don't want you paying attention. Exactly to right. Because this is like altering your, like artificially altering an economy has really bad effects. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked about plenty, and I, I'm gonna probably probably get into this again in this episode. But we talked plenty about. Like the Great Reset Agenda, right. or the Build Back Better Agenda. All right. I mean, we've done multiple episodes on that. Shifting an economy can, I mean, there could be dire consequences like pushing us towards a Great re Agenda. Right. I mean, that might be the ultimate goal of what's going on here. I don't know. Yeah, like we don't know what the goal is or right. what the reason is for this. But, but judging from from converse, conversations we've had in the past about the Great Reset, about um, you know the agenda twenty one, um, just things that we know that they they want to push us to a you know a mm -hmm. green economy, um, and then looking at all the things that have been coming down the pipe, you know about the infrastructure bill, Bernie Sanders budget deal that they've been you know kind of making moves underneath the shadows mm -hmm. here and there, so you don't see 
they want you to be like, oh, well, people aren't, um, there's worker shortage because they don't pay enough, right? Yeah, That's the right. easy answer. That's what they want you to believe. And so when they're, first of all, um, glamorizing like all the war, war in Afghanistan right. and all this stuff, all this big stuff, and then they're just making up excuses for all this economic yeah. stuff that's going on right now, it just makes you wonder what are they doing? Yeah. Because, and I think we're just going to connect the dots with yeah. what's going on because the dots are there for Absolutely. us to connect. So, and, and when you look at the history, you know, the times the United States has done major shifts. Mm -hmm. You know, you got Roosevelt during the Depression, you got uh, Johnson during um, doing the, was it the, um, oh gosh, what was the one he did? Was it the, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> we did a show about it a little while ago. So, anyways, but Johnson also made major moves. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he well, he was involved in like the oh shit, like the civil rights movement. Right, right, right. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, and the war. He like put continued the war on drugs and all right. all that stuff. So, um, but but when when you look at back in the good old days, you know, where you could buy a house for twenty thousand dollars, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people could live off of. You know, um, five hundred bucks. You know, a month or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but the devaluation of the dollar and this massive inflation—it's all because the government keeps jacking around with the economy. Yeah, and that has everything to do with this massive labor shortage going on right now. Newsflash: Our economy got screwed up majorly last year, like. <laughs> Majorly with the shutdowns, um, what well, was like hundreds of thousands of small yeah. businesses shut down. Right, and yeah, now we're at this point where we're building back up, but it's being stifled because of this "quote unquote" labor shortage. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Let's let's just get right into um, an article that talks about this labor shortage and what's going on and it'll give some excuses and stuff and then then we'll get we'll dig quite a bit deeper okay because as we do we don't just we don't like to keep it on surface no. level we like to dig into like the roots behind some of the shit or at least what we think is it i mean we don't know shit but <laughs> we have our theories yeah. And we feel you should know them, too. Yeah. It's so, at least something you should be the, uh, very concerned about. To, to, to let you know, <laughs> okay, I've always been, do you have, you've seen uh, It's a Wonderful Life, mm -hmm. right? One of my favorite Christmas movies. Anyways, uh, Mr. Potter offered George Bailey $20,000 a year to come work for him, right? Mr. Wow. G George could not believe it was that much, right? Yeah. Today, $20,000 is more than $350,000 a year. Holy shit, man. Yeah. George Bailey is a... Freaking rolling. Well, you would have if you took the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get right into this. This first article I have is from NBCNews.com. It's titled, There are now more jobs available than before the pandemic. So why aren't people signing up? They're not really short with their titles anymore. It's just like <laughs> a paragraph. There yeah. are so many jobs. There's 50,000 million billions of jobs and people aren't signing up. And what is the reason for this? We will find out. <laughs> In our story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It reminds me of... Did you ever watch the show BoJack Horseman? You should definitely I, watch I have that. not seen it. They they come up with a game show. I'm trying to think of the, the name. Let me look it up real quick. But it's so lengthy. And it's... um, Who's the... God, who's the author that was on it? I, I can't think of his name. Um, The game show name was 
Hollywood stars and celebrities, what do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. <laughs> that's the name like of it. the game show. And that's what these titles now remind me of. Yeah. Are these like um these headlines for articles and, and things. So um we're gonna get into this. Hollywood stars, do they know things? <laughs> no. <laughs> there are more jobs available now. Why aren't people signing up? It says that let me pull this up so people can see. The number of job vacancies. Oh shit. God damn it. I am all over the place right now. My brain's not on right now. Let me get rid of that screen. You need some run your mouth coffee. I do. The number of job vacancies soared to nearly 15 million by mid-March, but discouraged, hesitant, and fearful job seekers means many positions are still unfilled, according to new data from online job site ZipRecruiter. You see what they, right off the bat, it's the reason why people aren't taking these jobs is because they're still scared, discouraged, like fearful of getting COVID. Um, And we'll get into other stuff here that I'm just like... You got that voice in the back of your head that's like, bullshit. Right. Like, right, the yeah. whole time. Yeah. So it goes on to say, online job postings plunged from 10 million before the start of the pandemic last year to just below 6 million last May. So 10 million was what it was pre-pandemic. Right. Dropped right. down to 6 million job postings. So that's that's pretty considerable. Like, almost, it's 40%. Dropped 40%. Yeah. Now, as vaccinations increase and companies are again able to make projections they're uh, staffing up to capture booming demand with the number of open positions across all online listings soaring 5 million above pandemic start so now it's not 10 million now it's 15 million so now there are 5 million more jobs available available than pre-covid right but there's still people not working why bill because they're scared right right of course they're 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 worried about Contracting this disease. No, yeah. I don't, I, no. Plus, wouldn't you be a little pissed if you were like going called not a non-essential worker, and now all of a sudden they want you back? Oh, <laughs> by the way, we need you back. Yeah, yeah. I no, that, I didn't even think you. about that. That that's a good point. Or, yeah. Then you got the people that were called essential workers all throughout this, and, and they got treated like garbage. Yeah, yeah. So it says that really is the, the vaccination. Job boom. So now we we have a title for this: the vaccination job boom. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's because um, it says employers are taking permanent steps now to plan for a permanent reopening because of the vaccinations. It's making them feel more safe to reopen. I don't think that has anything to do with it. No. I'm pretty sure any actual legitimate business owner was like, as soon as physically possible, I'm getting this back oh, open. Absolutely. Because when it comes to a small business. You're closed today. That's detrimental to you. Right. A small business is like some of us that live paycheck to paycheck. Like if we don't get paid at the end of this week, we yeah we won't survive. Small businesses, many small businesses, if they don't have income for a day, it could derail their oh, right. entire Absolutely. existence. Yeah, their entire payroll. Now, when you talk about six months shut down. Mm-hmm. It's no wonder, like, hundreds of thousands of small businesses shut down. Right. But we did have the government propping them up with yeah, the, the PPP. PPP loans. Yeah. And we've talked about whether or not that was a good thing. Right. And how we've, we, t- we talked about how that could end badly. Because even if 
was the PPP loan a recallable loan, like a something they had to pay back, or was no? It just... As long as they used it for, I think it was insurance or payroll um, or utilities, they didn't have to pay it back. So it's not a loan. It's no, just no, a grant. Basically, yeah. I'm not sure why they called it a loan. I, then. I don't know. But even then, even if they're paying them to survive, yeah, you still send all your workers home. Mm-hmm. The lights have been shut out. You're, you're saving as much money as possible. You're you're right. you're cutting out that overhead cost. It's yeah. not like the ones that aren't getting people coming to their restaurants. It's not like they're keeping the employees there mm-hmm. with the lights on, doing nothing. No, they they send them all home, probably yeah. collecting unemployment themselves or keeping minimal staff there. Well, now say. now we turn around and it's like, well, we don't got that government money anymore. How much more does it cost? Just to kick it back, to like start it back off. Yeah. It's like, I think I gave the analogy a couple weeks ago. It's like people that when they leave their house, they turn their air conditioning off to save money. But then their house gets to be like 95 degrees. And then you come home and you click it back on. How much more money does it cost to drop it back from 95 down to 72 or whatever when you could have just sustained like 74 all day long? Right. I don't know. I remember those battles. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, but think about that when it comes to like starting back up yeah. a business. Like, how much more does it cost in overhead well, to kick it back off to hire more people to train right. more people? Well, and how many businesses all of a sudden decided, well, we don't need a storefront. We'll just do Zoom mm-hmm. for meetings, and you guys can make your cost customer calls and work from online. And right. we don't we don't need to have an office space, so we don't need cleaning people. We don't need receptionists. Yeah, you know. So, so in that aspect you'd think there'd be less jobs but that's not the case there's actually more jobs out there so why are people still not going back to work then well if you were if you were an office manager someplace Uh and you know suddenly nobody needs office managers right i mean exactly you're going to hold out for that position because that's what you're that's what you do yeah yeah and it gets into stuff like that too like the the whole like skills gap right yeah says, but civilian labor force participation rate, the government's measures of those who are working or unemployed but actively seeking work remains dented, having only recovered about half. So we got 5 million more jobs than, or job openings than pre-COVID, but the amount of people that got laid off, we've only recovered half of them. Yeah. <clears throat> says workers say they were discouraged after blasting out resumes in January and February, but those who have already given up just before the latest hiring boom may not have got the message yet that their impro- that their chances improved. That's one instance where I'm like bullshit. Yeah, right, right. Because there, it's not a secret in this country that the job markets have opened back up. Right. There are signs literally everywhere. Yeah. You see local gas stations that are offering like yeah. $500 sign-on bonuses and yeah. $15 an hour just to get yeah. somebody in the fucking door. Right. It, so for them to say, well, they all put out their applications in January and February and then got discouraged, and they didn't realize that now their chances are, no, no, yeah. everybody is saying this. It's yeah. like, Look around. There's fucking jobs everywhere. Absolutely. And from what I've heard from people, like employers, is that a lot of people that applied, they didn't even come and show up for the interviews. No, because they just have to apply. Right. In some states, at least, to keep getting employment, you have to apply for so many jobs. You don't right. have to go over the interview. You just have to send in the applications. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they they send out all these applications. And I, I think I had heard of jobs that were like 
offering money just to come to <laughs> the interview. The interview oh, wow. without even like taking that kind of risk, like that kind of gamble on a person just to get somebody in the fucking door right. for an interview. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey man, we'll give you a hundred bucks just to show up. I mean, even if you don't accept the job or even if you're um, not qualified for the job, we'll give you money just to come sit down with us because it that's how the what we're where we're at right now. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Goes on to say, those who have already given up... All right. Oh, I read that. Says, when people lose their jobs, they often engage in a flurry of job search activity. They send out off 20 applications, and then they sit back and wait to hear back from employers. Wait, who does that? I says, didn't do that. What'd you do? <laughs> I took a month off and hung out in the pool. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, after about a good month of you know working on my tan, I decided it was time to go find a job, and I sent in a couple resumes. So you didn't <laughs> send in a flurry of 20 applications? No, no. I had some time I was going to enjoy. <laughs> okay. Especially well, in the, it was you know it was in the summertime, so you know. Well, that's that's just what this says. Maybe yeah, these people are more desperate than you were. <laughs> they must have been <laughs> sending. 20 applications, then sit back and wait to hear back from employers. So many people are most engaged in their job search early on when it was most discouraging and their uh, prospects were bleakest. However, the situation has vastly improved since the beginning of the year. Job seeker confidence has gone down between January and March at exactly the moment that their prospects have improved. Again, That's this bullshit. is shit. Again, it's just saying like, oh, people are just too discouraged. Yeah, they right. don't realize that the jobs are out there. Yeah. It's like no, no that's no. not it at all. So it's like a lot of these articles are full of these bullshit excuses. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, that's not yeah. even close. You're like not even close to the mark here. Yeah, I can understand the people that are like, well, they're doing it because the wages aren't high enough or. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, the manager doesn't want to take like a labor position right. because he's a manager. Right. But then they give excuses like this. It's like, no, no, that's not it. Yeah. Says there are also plenty of good reasons for workers to still hang back. And this is, I mean, this is probably true, but this is like kind of like the talking point across a lot of these articles. Right. Ongoing concerns about coronavirus, childcare, and managing remote learning to family obligations to holding out for better opportunities. And yes, those sound valid, but they also sound exactly like the talking points Joe Biden gave at his town hall that one, what, three or four weeks ago. Yeah. When, I mean, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But you'll see this pop up in a lot of these. I I mean, I guess child care would be valid. Mm -hmm. You know, say like... um, you're not sure if your school is going to shut down or be shut down in the fall or not, so you want to don't want to go find a job if you're going to have to be home with your kids. Well, that's one thing I've talked about school shutting down. It's like, who the fuck's going to watch all the kids? My right. kids were my my teenagers and preteens, so um, they stayed home a lot of it by themselves because right. they're old enough. But not everybody has that opportunity. Right. No, my my sister in law had to work from home, you know, and. I mean, she was just she was home with her her kids, and that was all there was to it. So again, shutting down the schools, another example of mm-hmm. manipulating the economy or right. changing the economy. Yeah. Says factory owners and employers lament that generous the generosity of unemployment benefits and stimulus payments have some workers avoiding returning to work because they make more money not working. Hey, and I mean, do you think that's true, Bill? I think it was. I don't think they still get those benefits, though. Some states do. Do they? They're saying, like, 26 states still get those unemployment benefits. I I know. We had a a friend who, she was a, um, 
a substitute teacher, but she also worked for a call center. I think it was Hebu or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, and she was laid off, you know, because of the, the COVID, COVID. And she was loving it. I mean, she was loving the money she was getting. And she she's like, you know, I, I hope I never have to go back. Well, to work. let's do the math of government money that's been mm-hmm. dished out. <clears throat> so you have the unemployment slash stimulus, whatever we're calling that. The extra at one point was an extra six hundred dollars a week, totaling nine hundred dollars a week. That's insane. Here in Iowa, I don't know about other states. I was yeah. here in Iowa, nine hundred dollars a week. Then you get, now, I don't know what it is still, but let's say they're getting still $900 a week or 600 or whatever, $900 a week, plus the five to $600 a month for the child tax credit that right. Joe Biden was dishing yeah. out. Plus, you got to realize that there's also a moratorium on evictions, right. so we don't even have to pay and fucking loans. rent right now, and student loans, we don't have to pay any of our bills right now. We're talking about... Just right there, $4,200 a month. That's crazy. And not, have, and not having to pay your rent or your student loans. So yeah. $4,200 a month without a housing payment, which on average around here is like 1000 bucks, 1100 mm-hmm. bucks, or something like that. So you're talking like yeah. pretty much $5,200 a month. Plus, when you look at the, the stimulus stuff that people got, through the last year. Right. I mean, that was pretty good bank, too. Yeah. Like I said, just that $4,200 a month is approximately 25 to $26 an hour. Okay. And then you get people saying, of course not. That's not the reason why they're not going to work. There's not too many jobs out there that yeah. are, are forking out $25, $26 an hour. Yeah. Especially when you consider, oh, I don't have to find daycare for my kids, which is outrageous. Yeah, there's another thing they don't have to you know? work out. <clears throat> they don't have to pay their rent. They don't have to pay yeah. um, student loans, mm-hmm. um, all this other stuff, like put on hold, yeah. all this other funding that the government's forking out. Yes, that is single-handedly affecting whether or not people go back to work. Yeah. It says, it goes on to say, I can't underscore enough the real concerns of individuals, he said. Am I safe? Will I be forced to trade personal safety around the virus and variants for a job? I, (coughs) excuse me, sorry. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think there's a lot of people that have that sentiment for not going back to work? I I think there is a percentage of people out there for sure. What do you think's higher percentage? The forty two hundred dollars a month, (laughs) or forty two hundred dollars a month? The not feeling safe to go back to work. Forty two hundred dollars. Uh, I, I, Most I of the people it. I think that are going to be concerned about COVID are going to be people that probably aren't really in the workforce anyways. Mm-hmm. Your elderly people, your people with the pre-existing conditions, um, you know, I, I think those are the people that they're not part of the workforce anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't even like put those numbers into effect when they, right. they, they I talk mean, about this stuff. And, and they've been talking for the last couple of years that mm-hmm. we're getting to the point where, <clears throat> we're, I mean, we're going to... It was going to be the largest labor drop-off because all the boomers were going to be retiring. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's talking about that now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure COVID just kind of pushed that along. You know, I mean, if you're close to retirement age... It makes you wonder how does that play into these all these job openings, too. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they they don't want to talk about that because that doesn't fit their little happy agenda. Yeah, absolutely. This says nearly half of job seekers say they would like a remote job even after the pandemic. <laughs> now we're just getting fucking spoiled. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can only be so choosy when it comes to yeah, being unemployed. Right. 
Like sometimes, yeah. even in the circumstance, and I get that we're put in shitty situations with the whole pandemic. But even if like you are a manager that got let go because now everybody's moving back home, there's not the need for office managers or personnel managers and shit like that. And so what the case you made, they're not going to want to. Well, at some point you gotta either, you gotta figure that shit out. Oh well, yeah, right. If the job's not there, you can't just hold out yeah. for another management job for indefinitely and expect the government. You step into a role that possibly pays yeah. a little less until you can get yourself back right. to that level where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't depend on. Well, you know, I'm holding out for an office management job, so I feel like the government should pay right. for me to <laughs> yeah. to survive because I'm holding out for this yeah. job. So, so have we? Is that it? I mean, just spoiled i mean like well i i deserve to have this job so i'm gonna hold out till something opens i think that's the mindset that is being shoved down our throats right now because like i said you had the the joe biden's town hall and you did you watch much of that i know uh, i did that episode yeah i watched myself, i watched it on your episode um so at one point there was that restaurant owner that mm -hmm. asked about like he he was trying to like having a hard time filling these positions the same yeah. same stuff we're talking about and this has been over a month ago same shit we're talking about how he's having a hard time filling these positions blah 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 and i mean fucking joe had like no real solution for him it's just like you know man uh we we're basically training up like we're paying for people to get like we're proposing like these job training and job skills training and stuff yeah. like that so people can go on and get better jobs people aren't wanting those jobs anymore it's basically like you know, man, fuck you. Right. There was no solution from the right. president to that restaurant owner. And that yeah. was one of the things, like, and he just, like, moved on. He's just like, hmm. well, you got to realize people are, are wanting to go to jobs that pay more. So you're going to have to pay more. And it looked like he's about to say, um, yeah, we're, we're doing that. He starts to, like, nod his head. And then Joe just cuts him off. And he's like, and people just don't want those jobs anymore. <laughs> and that's just the mindset yeah. that we're being put in right. is that those jobs aren't good enough. I mean, we've all worked in unskilled labor jobs, right? And then you build skills and yeah. you work up to other right. jobs. You move on. It's not something you live off of because it's a stepping stone to the yeah. next job. And that's, I mean, that goes into some of my theories too. With the, mm -hmm. the stuff like Biden's plans for like paying for all these other skills and stuff, which, I mean. Some of the things I say are probably going to maybe irritate some people, but even just saying, you know, it shit sucks. If you're unskilled, you got to have an unskilled job. Right. I mean, that's going to piss a lot of people off. But well, that's just the I fact mean, of the matter. And, yeah, and There's typically those people that get those jobs are are people in high school, right out of high school, right. you know, that are just trying to make ends meet, mm -hmm. you know, and that's where they learn those skills. So. You know, are you having high schoolers? Are you having, you know, not want to work those jobs now? I yeah, mean, I probably they'll probably be trained up that they're too good for those jobs and and all that. I mean, or the, you know, their parents like, oh, you you don't you shouldn't be in that job, right? So, had the CNN article too that kind of talks about some of this stuff too. Just just briefly, I want to hit on some of this stuff before we move on. It says the pandemic jobless benefit expires soon. Don't expect employment to suddenly soar. And this is CNN, so you know this is going to lean more on right, yeah. the opposite of what we're talking yeah. about, thinking of, uh, in re regards to all of this. So this says, at least 
7.5 million people are projected to lose their pandemic unemployment compensation in 26, 26 states that are still paying the benefits. So you, you said you didn't think they still were. 26 are, but they're about to. They're gotcha. all about to drop that. Okay. <coughs> God. Stop coughing in the microphone. I, mm. <coughs> sorry. Sorry. So, like I said, 7.5 million are projected to lose those unemployment unemployment uh, compensations and uh, benefits and all that stuff. The flood of potential new hires comes at a time when job openings are at a record high, and businesses are boosting wages, offering bonuses, and providing other incentives to lure workers. They say to lure workers like it's a bad thing. No, it's <laughs> it's to convince... Like, it's funny that they they almost present that like it's a bad thing, but yeah. these are the things that they're fucking telling them to do a right. year ago. It's like, well, you need better yeah. um, incentives, and you need to increase. And now they're like, well, they're only doing that to lure and work. Duh. Yes. <laughs> Duh. Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. That is the only reason. Yeah. So far, however, employment hasn't grown substantially faster in the states that terminated benefits early. Studies and government data have found. So they're saying that even the 24 states that have already dropped the benefits, they're still having problems with feeling. Right. They're still having problems with people going back to work. So they're saying it's not the unemployment benefits necessarily because they're still having issues filling yeah. those spots. Says the enhanced jobless payments aren't the only reason why Americans may be reluctant to return to work, experts say. Other factors include continued health concerns, Trouble finding childcare and increased interest in switching careers. Mm -hmm. There's that talking point again. Which, again, those are valid concerns. Right. But when those uh, benefits go away, right. you're still going to have to freaking go do something. Yeah. you got to take care of your family. Yeah. I mean, do whatever you can, whether you like the career you're in or not. Right. And then do what you can while in that career to find a new career. Right. I mean, people have done that forever. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we've done it. We've gone <laughs> yeah. to school while both gone to college while yeah. working full time and gone yeah. to college full time. Yeah. The country got an early look at the effect of seizing the generous lifeline after roughly two dozen states opted to stop at least one of the federal employment unemployment benefit programs in June and July. The governors all Republican but one. <laughs> so obviously we got to play politics with Absolutely. this too. It's got to be. All Republicans but one, <sighs> you know the voice of a CNN, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> argued that the move would help alleviate the worker shortage that the businesses in their states were facing. So all these Republican governors <laughs> argued that this would alleviate that shortage. Right. But they're saying, eh, it didn't really help. Right. So that tells me there's... There's more at play here, too. Right. Yeah. That's what they were hoping for, but it didn't happen, said Peter Ganong, an assistant public policy professor at the University of Chicago who has studied unemployment be benefits throughout the pandemic. <laughs> wow, what a, what a career, studying <laughs> pandemic unemployment benefits. What do you benefits. do when there's no pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably, you know, he's a liberal arts major. Yeah, right. Cutting off the benefits had minimal, if any, impact on pushing people back to work, experts say. But it did force the jobless to cut back their spending, which likely hurt local economies. See what they're doing here? Mm -hmm. They're now threatening yeah. the local economies if we cut off these benefits. Right. Yeah. So they're using kind of this method to scare you about an economic crash. 
to continue the need for that milking the teat mm-hmm. of the government. Right. And we t- said this from the beginning. Once you get start milking from the teat of the government, it's really hard to, to, get, off. to get off of it, yeah. especially when they're trying to scare you back on it. It's like, you know, cutting off these benefits didn't actually send people back to jobs, yeah. but it did hurt the local economy because yeah. people stopped spending as much. Well, they're spending money they didn't have in the fucking first place. Right, exactly. So that's coming back around. (laughs) That's artificially manipulating the economy by giving this Mm -hmm. money in the first place that they're spending and pumping to the economy. And you can say whether you support or don't support the stimulus bills, but all that does is manipulate the economy. Well, and we talked about how most of that money ended up going up to the big tech people anyways. Would go Mm -hmm. to Amazon, um, would go to Zoom. I mean, it was just like, I mean... They what those billionaires just made Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. I mean, they they made bank during that whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah, they increased like trillions of dollars. Yeah. So scroll down. It says more than two million people laid off or laid off Americans stopped receiving unemployment benefits, and another one million people saw their weekly payments shrink by three hundred dollars in the states that ended programs in June. But only one in eight workers who lost benefits found a job by August 6th. So what do you think about that? Only one out of eight people that actually lost all those exorbitant benefits actually went out and found a job. I would say it's only been a couple weeks. (laughs) Or almost a month. Yeah, well, in June to August 6th. So we're looking at... A month and a half, two months there, maybe. Oh, I thought you said August August 6th is when they... No, it says the states ended... The program's in June. Oh, gotcha. And then by August 6th, gotcha. only one in eight had found jobs. Okay. Well, you know, it's summertime. Well, <laughs> like you said, how many of them are just like, you know, <clears throat> I've really yeah. enjoyed not being at work, yeah. and it's summer, right. and yeah. I still got the 500 bucks yeah. a month coming in for... And, and the kids are home until September, so, you know, let's let's live it up. Let's go to the beach. Let's go fishing. Right. Go camping, and, and I'll how, look for a job when the kids start back how in many September. Other, some of them might have four or five kids. They could yeah. be raking in $1,000, $1,500 a Absolutely. month. Absolutely. Right? I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Honey, we we need some more kids. <laughs> we still got free money coming in. <laughs> exactly. So it goes on to say, still there are lots of anecdotal reports that people are opting to stay home rather than take jobs. M- multiple employers have said they are having a difficult time f- uh, filling jobs, even if they offer better pay, signing bonuses, and other incentives. Yes, that's exactly what's happening because we see it all over the place. Yeah. I mean, the job or the the wages have gone up on... like. Fuck boosting wi- minimum wage. That it's happening right. as we speak, yeah, which maybe is part of the goal. Well, <clears throat> I mean, if you, and we'll get into like the whole market aspect yeah. of it, but that's how the market works. Like, yeah. if there's more jobs than there is people, and you have to fill in those jobs, then supply and demand says you increase wages to yeah. <laughs> incentivize to people to come, com- competitive, so that you get yes. the best people. Yes. So, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, again, on the other hand, maybe um, they were using it to manipulate the minimum wage up, or which, again, that's not... If if the wages go up through free market movement, I'm all for it. Absolutely. I'm not for the government saying... Hey, we we you guys have to pay this much. You guys yeah. have to pay this much, and um, you guys shouldn't go work there because they don't pay enough. Right. I mean, there's a lot of just yeah. like mental manipulation going on there. 
Yeah. About 16% of people not actively seeking work said the amount of money they are receiving from unemployment benefits and government programs makes it not worth looking for work. So that's only 16% of the people. Says ending the enhanced benefits will be an inducement for some people who have been reluctant to return to the workforce to return. However, other factors are also contributing. Talks about the child care and other family needs and other available jobs. And then it says, a lack of availability in sectors that are still suffering were each reasons why unemployed Americans were not looking for work. So a lack of available jobs in the sectors in that those people are looking for. It's difficult to... Un- I- that that sounds that's worded weird, yeah. but basically what it's saying is like the jobs are, that are available are not the jobs that people are looking for, right. or it's that whole skills gap thing. Right. Like they talked about this a lot, yeah. Post two thousand eight, like there's say there's a lot of uh, tech jobs that are open or a lot of management jobs that yeah. are open, but you have a lot of these unskilled people that are laid off. Well, they're not going to fit in those positions, or you're not going to get a laid off welder that's right. going to go. Um, run a data farm or something right. like that. Which is why they're talking about the job training. But these job openings are restaurants and gas stations. Right. There's no skill. It's skillless right. jobs. Yeah, yeah. But people don't want the skillless jobs is yes. what you're saying. And they're being told not to want these jobs. Yeah. And I'm not saying skillless jobs like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying these no, are the the yeah. jobs that don't require college. They don't require on-the-job like certain training or like technical yeah. training and stuff like that. So only if there was like a, a large like population stashed someplace that could fill those unskilled labor positions. Hmm. Hmm. Where would that be, Bill? I, I don't know. Maybe someplace in the south region. <laughs> <laughs> so y- you've come to me with this um, this opinion, this idea that. You think the agenda is to just open up all these jobs for illegal immigrants to flow into the economy. Yeah, I, I think that they want to, to give free free reign on the border and, and let everybody in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's a possibility. It is. I think there's already plenty of those jobs for those oh, I, I, <laughs> I, illegal immigrants. You and I know that, but somebody sitting in a White House that over on Capitol true. Hill probably does not realize that. I mean, yeah, if that's the agenda, just to open the doors wide open, yeah. hey, we need jobs for them. Right. I, I think there's, I think it's deeper than that. Yeah. I think. No, 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 I know. I, I, know. I disagree. Okay. But okay. I'll, I'll tell you why in a little bit, because okay. I think there's a an agenda here that doesn't include filling in these jobs does not include filling immigrants that doesn't include filling these that that just includes leaving these unskilled jobs just wide open gotcha because i think that would force a shift in the economy like if you keep filling those jobs then the economy is just going to keep running the same whether they're illegal immigrants or um unskilled (laughs) freaking white people i don't know um it's still going to run the same but if you leave that massive hole there you're going to force a shit an economic shift no no i agree you're going to manipulate the system so it's like well we can't do this this way anymore so we have to shift and do it this way yeah yes i i can understand that thinking yeah but i also think it's more hey we want to completely restructure the way the economy is yeah so this last paragraph here says while the early termination of benefits may not have had much influence on job growth it likely had a bigger impact on spending this was 
where they make us feel guilty right. about the yeah. economy. The jobless cut their spending by $145 a week, or 20%, after their payments were terminated early. Well, yeah, if you're not getting a bunch of free money, you're right. going to cut your spending. Right. Again. That makes sense. That has big implications for local economies, make you feel bad, which were propped up. What is this freaking thing popped up here? Which were propped up by the pandemic compensation. That See, that's the key word there, which was propped up. Yeah. That's something that shouldn't exist. Like yeah. propping right, up. Right. It shouldn't exist. Yeah. By the pandemic compensation and other relief measures Congress enacted, the states that ended the programs early gave up $4 billion in federal benefits as early as August, which prompted spending to fall by $2 billion. So they gave up some of those federal benefits. They're like, hey, we don't want this anymore because we want people to come back to work. That's money that would have been flowing to local businesses who may turn around and hire workers. Hmm. So, explain that to me. We keep pumping this free money to people so they don't work, so there's all these job openings, but those people would have been spending money at local businesses, which would have in turn turned those businesses around to hire more workers. It's like they can't even fucking fill in the positions they have. Why would that extra money cause them to hire more workers? That doesn't even make, that doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. They're just using it to guilt you and to, well, do you, do you want to hurt the local economy? It's yeah. like, bitch, you hurt the local economy for six months last year yeah. when you shut it down. Exactly, yeah. You didn't have a problem with it then. Right. And then you pump money into the system for us to spend it all, like you were saying, on Amazons and Walmarts and all these online stores, which completely obliterated the local economy. Yeah. And now you're like, well, if we stop those payments, you might, you guys, you people will hurt the local right, economy. Yeah. You don't want to hurt the local economy, do you? Right. It's like it's like uh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it right. just pisses me off when they when they double speak like that, like yeah. try to turn it around on you. Yeah. It's it's like the ex-girlfriend that like makes like cheats on you and it's just like, "Well, you if you had spent more time with me, <laughs> you know, there's just like freaking gnat in here." <laughs> so, I don't know what do you think so far, Bill? Where, where I, I, are you sitting right now? Oh, I'm. I'm <clears throat> I think they're definitely on the same page as Biden trying to push the whole uh, town hall talking points. Yeah, you know, a couple of the other articles I looked at said the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. We need an increased job training. We, you know, we're trying to build up skill levels. You know, to kind of maintain that that skills gap that's out there. Right. You know, um, people are scared. You know, so it, it's hitting the same talking points. Yeah. So I and I agree with you. I think it's all bullshit. I think it's just them playing nice with the president and trying to build up this this narrative. And like you said, it it's going somewhere. Yeah. Like I said, started to say at the beginning of the show, hundreds of thousands of small businesses shut down during the six month shutdown. Like completely locked the doors for good. Right. It wasn't just they shut down. They right. locked the doors for good. They're yeah. gone. They lot, don't exist anymore. Yeah. A lot of local restaurants and bars they just couldn't do it anymore. How many more are going to have to close down because of these labor shortages? Right. Just this alone. Yeah. I mean, so many restaurants you go to now still don't have their kitchens open because oh, yeah. they only have two or three workers manning the Yeah. I mean when I was in Vegas, you know, one of the restaurants they only were operating at half capacity because they didn't have the workers yeah. to work through the whole thing. Yeah, I it's mean, not in Vegas. Even, it's in not Vegas. even the COVID scare anymore. It's we right. just don't have the workers for right. this. Or like 
buffets are short are shut down, which pisses me off. I know. That's rough. I like buffets. Certain buffets, not all. Yeah, I don't yeah. like like freaking Denny's. Denny, oh, Denny's has a buffet. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. Um, what is that one? Uh, like Golden Corral. I'm uh, not a Golden yeah. Corral fan. No, no. <laughs> but a good like breakfast buffet. Yeah, right. When I show up on a Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, I'm really wanting the Sunday breakfast mm-hmm. buffet, and they're like, Oh, sorry, we don't have breakfast buffet oh, because yeah. of. I'm so sick of the reason. Hey, uh, we're not doing this because of COVID. COVID. Yes. It's like, still yes. we're still we're yeah. still doing this. Yes. And a lot of it's. More because of yeah, the labor well, Remember, we right went now. to the Chinese restaurant. It was like the last week they were open. <laughs> yeah. And we all just wanted the freaking buffet because they yes. were famous for the buffet. And we yep. get there and like, oh, I'm sorry, we're not doing the buffet. It's, like, it's closed because of COVID. It's yeah. like, but you're only a open a week. You can yeah. close down and, and yeah, say you, you didn't know anything about it. <laughs> you can make this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to shut yeah. you down? Right. Exactly. You're already shutting down. <laughs> so... Again, we had Biden at the town hall meeting that basically said, told small businesses like that are hurting for labor to basically fuck off because right. everybody's shifting, you know? Yeah. And like, they don't care about small business. No, no, they don't at all. And you see, like when you see a lot of these people like, well, you got like McDonald's and paying like eight bucks an hour and they can afford to blah, blah, blah. And you got like Amazon is like a trillion gazillionaire and he can afford to. But they never point out like the examples of small business because it's always right. like, yeah. well, all they just want to do is fuck over their employees. And I think they can afford to give them a little more. It's like, yeah, 90 percent of the time, a small business can is. Isn't even the owner's not even taking yeah, a paycheck. I the, yeah, I was gonna say the owner is is not getting paid, so he can pay his employees. So you know they're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So they don't take into account the small businesses because they don't fucking care about right. the small businesses, like you said. They don't care because I think there is an intentional merge away from small businesses, and like when we talk about the Great Reset, it was like. Doing away with private property. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that is doing away with private businesses. So if you can systemically kill off the small businesses, if you look at the... They talk about uh, the WEF we've talked about, Mm -hmm. the World Economic Forum that's responsible for the Great Reset. His brainchild is the Great Reset. They talk about, what was it, equitable capitalism, something like that. Right. What that... They talk about like partnerships, and it's so it's not like just heads of corporation. They talk about like partnership, all these strategic partnerships and stuff. Right. If you actually look at a list of the partners of the World Economic Forum, and this is kind of digressing a little bit, I just kind of <clears throat> went down a rabbit trail today, yeah. and I wasn't even sure if I was going to get there. But when we're talking about hey, the move away from private, privately owned corp like businesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of these major corporations, I think, are safe. And that's why they're getting in, like, the pocketbooks of right. the governments and the pocketbooks of the, um, the like, World Economic Forums and stuff like that. Because you look through the list of corporations and partnership, and it's just, like, thousands. And you got, like, Walmart and Coca-Cola and Pepsi and uh, Facebook's on that list. And... Um, Google's obviously on that list and all these like huge billionaire corporations that are coming together and putting their minds together to say, you know what, we need to be a more equitable capitalistic society. It's like, dude, collectively, you all 
make more than like a billion times more than the rest of everybody right. in the world collectively all your partners there it's like you all can make a difference on your fucking own right. you shouldn't yeah. be, have to tell us what to do yeah. and how to live our lives to make a difference <clears throat> when you got all these billionaires on no you, you're just wanting the billionaires to basically run the world yeah and absolutely can, like seize all the property and seize all the assets and mm -hmm. all the food and all yeah. and that's just where this is going get right. do away with the small businesses Dole out the resources because they're in charge of it. Yep. So, so I I'm mean, sorry you you've had your fill of oatmeal today. Yeah, but then you got all these billionaires at the top. It's oh, like yeah. it's Eating like roast Animal Farm. We right. talk about yep. anim the book Animal Farm. Yeah, it, it's just disgusting. Yeah, and so I think there is kind of a war on small businesses, and there's definitely a war on our capitalistic economy as yeah. we know it right now. Yeah, and I think that's <clears throat> a lot of this stuff's intentional. Like I oh, said, yeah. to shift us out of that. Well, and when you look at, and I'm sure we'll get there, but when you look at some of the things that are in the infrastructure <laughs> bill and the budget bill, mm -hmm. all of them are going to take a chunk out of small business. Yes, yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about that at some point too. Um, how much time we got? What time we have? It's eight oh five. We've got a couple minutes before I take a break. Um, I got a couple perspectives of couple different articles with different perspectives of what's causing this because like i said one side saying it's um companies aren't paying enough wages and then other side saying it's the like the hyperinflated freaking unemployment benefits and stuff right. like that so i want to kind of get uh, a little bit from both sides of that sure this first article here is titled hang on let me scroll to talk the U.S. labor shortage is just a wage shortage. Does that make you, like, I hate this shit already? Yes, yes. Say no more. <laughs> I'm not going to read a ton of this because a lot of it is just repetitive of the stuff that we've already been talking about. But there yeah. are some key points here to point out that you can see the direction they're going yeah, with this. And right. it, it pisses me off. It says, the U.S. is coming back from the pandemic recession and all eyes are on the job market. Some business owners, and in particular, restaurateurs are complaining vociferously. Why do they why can't they just use real words? <laughs> vociferously. Vociferously. These restaurateurs <laughs> are complaining vociferously about the difficulty they're having finding workers. So is there a labor shortage? The short answer is not really. And they have a point there. There's not a labor shortage. They're, the people are out there. Right. Yeah. It's just they're not fucking going to work. Right, exactly. So it says it might help to try and define, or define a labor shortage, because it says there's always a labor market shortage. It says it might help to try and define labor shortage. Let's call it a situation where the wages needed to hire workers increase at an unsustainable pace. Hmm. So it's only labor shortage if the wages needed to hire enough workers gets out of hand. Gotcha. So there's that not a labor shortage because that doesn't exist yet. Sure. Then why are all these fucking businesses going out of business? Right, exactly. Because they can't hire fast yeah. enough because they can't pay. I mean, they're already offering 14, 15 bucks an hour. What are they supposed to offer? 25, 26, 30? Yeah. I mean, shit, we might as well throw $100 an hour in there. I, I mean, is that an unsustainable pace where we can call this a labor shortage I at that so. point? I yeah? think so, yes. $100? Is that our line? Yeah, yeah. I'll draw right. that. Fair. 100 an hour? Yeah. Yes. It says, um, 
After the housing bubble popped in 2008, we were treated to years of talk about skills mismatch, which I kind of talked about, mm-hmm. and particularly labor shortages in the building trades. Not coincidentally, one of the sectors hardest hit by the recep- or recession. So there was that skills mismatch because right. there's a need for builders mm-hmm. in the building trade, but there wasn't a lot of builders. Right. But when we're talking about like restaurants and gas stations, there's not that skills mismatch. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it talks about those things. It says there are a lot of, like, what about restaurant workers? There are a lot of viral stories of unhappy employers trying to reopen or pictures of handwritten signs saying nobody wants to work. Restaurants are often at the center of these tales. Not, not like... Yeah, true stories. These tales, right. and not coincidentally, leisure and hospitality workers are the lowest paid of any sector in the U.S. Again, they're offering more money though, which is what yeah. you wanted. Right. So, <clears throat> goes on to talk about some of the numbers and how yes, things have kind of went up, but no, they really haven't kind of went up. But I, I think these articles are written about for by people that have no. All they do, they're just like paper pushers. Oh, I'm sure. They're paper I'm sure. pushing economists. Yeah. That they don't actually go out and see yeah. the signs in the windows. They're like these tales of right. restaurant people like yeah. begging people to come work for them and offering exorbitant pays when in reality they're only a, the average is only X amount more. And it's just like, no, that's bullshit because yeah. we're actually here and we actually see the signs in the fucking windows. Absolutely. So it goes on to talk about the unemployment insurance that people are taking advantage of. It says, one smart idea that deserves more attention is converting the remaining extra um, unemployment insurance into a one-time bonus for any unemployed person who gets a job, eliminating the conflict of interest without losing the benefit of increasing demand in the economy while joblessness remains high. So what they're saying is like, hey, if this is going to remain... Let's say they're cutting off the unemployment in January. So if you want those people to get a job, maybe just lump up that four months of unemployment and give it to them as a bonus to go get a job. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean... Like you said, it's paper pushers. I I see how, yes, people would like that, but what about the rest of us that have fucking worked the entire pandemic? Where's our fucking bonus? Where's our pay increase? You know, it's like nobody's paying us a bonus to stay at our job. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, we were there when we should have been shut down. Yeah. I mean, give me a year and a half worth or a year's worth of this freaking $900 a month. Yeah. For the last 12 months, lump together in a bonus just to keep me at my fucking job. That's what you should be doing. Right. It's like, yeah. It's like we're we're paying the. And it, it, I'm I'm getting I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting pissed off, Bill. No, it's understandable. Be, it's when they're like, it's not. It all these people are just saying it's because these people are lazy and blah blah blah. It, it's they're opportunists, is what right. it is. Absolutely. And yes, if you're pushing more and more money and offering more and more money, I'd fucking take it too. Absolutely. But again, yeah. nobody's offering us money to stay no. at our job. We yeah. just did it because we yeah. fucking wanted our job. Oh, and you know what we got for staying during the whole shutdown? Nothing. We got we. You got a quarter. <laughs> I, I don't think quarter, I got anything. <laughs> I got a, yeah, a quarter raise in that whole <laughs> yeah. entire time. 
And that was just a cost of living raise. That wasn't like that's a, not even cost of living. <laughs> no, I know, but that's what it's considered. Oh, right, right, that right, wasn't yeah. like, uh, hey, you guys are like yeah. hazard pay. Oh, Here, yeah. have an extra quarter. Right, no, yeah. we didn't get anything no, for that. No. Says it's easy to forget if you're vaccinated and fancy free, no, but half God. of Americans are still unvaccinated. Many states and counties are still not fully reopened, notably California. That's because California is fucking useless. The largest economy in the U.S., use of transit and visits to restaurants and hotels have still not recovered to pre-pandemic levels. Yeah, because they keep shutting down. down. I know. (laughs) They keep fucking shutting down. What are they on, like, the third lockdown? Well, and and California and New York City, they they thrive on tourism. Right. But nobody wants to go to those places if you've got to be quarantined for two weeks before you can do anything. And if you get there, you're not going to be able to go to any of the restaurants. None of that shit. So it says the folks the restaurant industry is looking to hire have their own concerns, which are legitimate as those of employers, which are as legitimate as those concerns of the employers. Food service is, as mentioned, a low-paying and a notoriously rife with toxic workplace and tough hours. One thing we're seeing is pressure for a long-overdue increase in benefits and better treatment for workers, while others who can, who can are leaving the industry entirely. But we're seeing that, though. We're seeing yeah. that increase. And I don't have a problem if what this does is pressure them for better treatment and better hours and Absolutely. shit like that. I, I don't have a problem with yeah. that. But yeah, I have known many <clears throat> food service workers that have just talked about how they wish they had some kind of union they could join. So yeah. somebody that would fight for benefits for them. Yeah. <clears throat> and basically, that's what's happening right now yeah. is the, cover- <clears throat> the government has pretty much formed a union yeah. for those people. Right. So it's, this guy, uh, this restaurateur, this restaurant owner, I'm going to call him a restaurant owner because I okay. hate that French I, word. <clears throat> I hate the French. I lost four really good employees to other businesses that weren't affected by shutdowns. I lost a 20-year cook that wasn't going to tolerate getting laid off anymore. Why would he? <laughs> he started painting, and I paid him very well. So it had nothing to do with the pay. Right. It had everything to do with the fact that shit kept shutting down, and he kept yeah. getting laid off. He's like, fuck this, I'm going to go paint, because right. apparently that's essential work. Right. So it says the labor market is this... This is the key here. Okay. This is, if you get nothing out of anything we're saying, this is the key. The labor market is a market. They should have ended that there. The labor market's in a market. Therefore, it should affect, it should flow like a naturally flowing, privately owned market. Exactly. It should follow the natural laws of, of economics and just be a free market. Yes. But this, of course, is. Not going to go that route. Of course. This says the labor market is a market. And that means buyers need to offer the right price. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I mean, how much can you offer? Yeah. It says industries that relied on cheap labor before the pandemic are finding it harder to do so for many reasons, from ongoing pandemic fe- uh, fears to unsatisfactory wages to better opportunities <clears throat> in under other industries. All those things there are fine. Unsatisfactory workers, if people don't like how much they're making, you go find another job. If you want a better opportunity, you go find a better job. That's how the labor market works. It regulates itself. Um, If there's not enough people working in your sector, then obviously you bump up wages and you bring in more, you make it more like (laughs) something that people want. Right. Right. You make it. Supply and demand. You're having throat issues over there. 
Yes, it's supply and demand. But here's the problem. The labor market is a market. Right. And like every other market, when the government puts their fucking hands in it, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. So when you got the the government pumping money into a section of that being like the unemployment benefits to prop it up, it's going to affect the supply and demand. It's not gonna it's not gonna operate right. in a healthy way yeah. the way it's naturally supposed to operate. Yeah. Because now <clears throat> when the the work t- supply was down, but the demand was up. You naturally raise wages. People like those wages. They come up t- and and they work there. Supply yeah. and demand. You meet in the middle. That's like the whole supply and demand cross thing. Yeah. But when supply is down, demand is up, and the government is pouring money into this over here, like subsidizing the supply. Yeah. Then that's fucking up the numbers it's it's kind of like with the food industry yeah the government subsidizes the food industry every all the time every year like farmers they subsidize every year farmers have to destroy crops whether you agree with that or not the government goes and buys up a shit ton of crops yeah to keep the numbers at a certain to regulate the prices and stuff so there's not this natural supply and demand right because of subsidizing the crops we're subsidizing employees it's kind of like subsidizing the crops we're subsidizing the supply or the employees because we're just pumping a bunch of money there instead of letting it regulate itself letting the numbers go up the wages go up the way they naturally should right and the people being like yeah 25 or 15 16 bucks an hour yeah Yeah. that's not a bad idea but when we're seeing like what did i say like that on average it was like 25 26 bucks an hour with basic benefits it's like yeah. no they're not gonna fucking meet no. in that who, middle who can, at all who can do that who yeah what small business can do that and what big corporation would? how many here in iowa how many like skilled labor jobs pay 26 plus dollars yeah. an hour i don't know i mean many. not a ton yeah i mean that's low and i mean you can if you're in other parts of the country you're like wow that's fucking ridiculous right, yeah. i mean it's iowa mm-hmm. it costs yeah, exactly. cheap here everything's yeah. cheap here so and and here how is how it affects like our work is because they don't have enough people to work in the factories, production is way down on stuff we need, mm-hmm. so we can't get stuff. Yeah, supply lines are way down because they don't have people to deliver. Well, that's, and so it's like you that's know. it. It's not <clears> even <throat> like the government's not just manipulating. Oh yeah, the labor supply. They're also with all these shutdowns, it's affected the actual supply, like yeah. the stuff, the yeah. raw goods supply um the transportation mm-hmm. it's affected i mean there's manipulation across oh, yeah. the board we're just hitting like a small sector oh, yeah. well, of the, the economy the, i mean everything is is tied together with the economy yeah so i mean you drop one part of it i mean the whole thing suffers right we are overdue for a break um i just wanted to like we're gonna come back and get into like the whole market side of this and how this should flow like a market i got a whole article talking about how this would re- regulate itself if the government would keep their fucking there, hands right. out of it. And then I have another article uh, which kind of ties me into what I think the agenda here is. Okay. Like what they're pushing us towards. So we're going to get into a break real quick. And when we come back, we're just going to keep talking about this manipulated labor market, I guess. Okay. Ready to get in a break, Bill? Let's do it. Let's. 
do it. Let me find my buttons, as usual. Here we go. We'll be right back in probably five, ten minutes. If anybody wants to call in, um, I will have the, the Zoom link open. I will post that in the YouTube comments. So leave a comment or click on that Zoom link and jump in. If you know more about economics than we do and you think we're way off base, let us know. because yeah. If you got firsthand like, experience and seen some of this stuff, let us know. Yep. We'll be right back in about five minutes. Goodbye. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. All right, and with that, we are back. We're back. Woo! You excited? You sound excited. I am excited. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> I feel like this is one of those conversations that people don't realize they need to hear. Yeah. But they really do. No, I agree. Like, that's the problem with the world we live in with the over-sensationalized, like, 24-hour mm-hmm. news cycle is we get used to hearing all these, like, oh, bombs dropped here, or, right. like, diseases here, or yeah. this many people dead here, or... Um, People want the sexy. Yeah, they do. And then when it comes down to like, eh, I don't, I don't really care about economics. It's like well, you should fucking care about economics, yeah. especially when they're single-handedly trying to manipulate economics. Right. Yeah. The only time you shouldn't care about economics is when things are running smoothly as they should. Yeah. Then, or or you know, if it's late at night and you know you only have like nineteen dollars in your checking, but you really want that pizza. Yeah. Then <laughs> then. Do it. Fuck just, economics. Just, <laughs> just just buy the damn pizza. <laughs> I feel like you've had that situation a couple I, I times. Have, yes, 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 through yeah, my life. It has like, been a moral conundrum. My economics uh, training has told me that I should not buy this pizza, but <laughs> at this point I'm saying, fuck it, I want the pizza. <laughs> no, I get it. But, again, this is just... This is stuff that's going to affect your life dramatically. Absolutely, More yeah. than... The war in Afghanistan is yeah. going to affect And, and like you said, I mean, this is stuff that they're making major moves on right now. And 
and some of the laws that they're pushing through, I mean, it's going to affect your debt bottom line. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, if you're a business owner, it's going to affect your bottom line. And if you're a consumer, it's going to affect your bottom right. line. Yeah, because a traveler, the, a driver, anything. exactly. The costs are going to get pushed down to you. Yeah, every, everything's going to inevitably go up. Just like yeah. we saw, inflation went up. Um, because when they started opening shit back up, inflation went up and gas prices went up and everything went up. Yes. I mean, ultimately, it go, falls back on us. Another thing that's about to go down is the feds are about to stop buying up all the um, the bonds. Yes. The, the federally backed bonds and the federally backed debt and stuff, yeah. which is going to affect us, too. Like... Yeah. They've been manipulating that. They were buying like millions of dollars, billions of dollars mm-hmm. a month or something like that yeah. uh, in these bonds. And I, they're, they're not paying this debt off. Yeah. And we talked about that when they started doing it. Right. And we talked about how scary that was. Right. Because the Fed has never done anything like that before. And they're, like I said, they're not, they're not going to be paying that shit off. They're just going mm-hmm. to draw down on buying it. So they're going to yeah. st- eventually stop buying it. But that's going to increase like eventually interest re- rates are going to increase and that's going to affect prices dramatically yeah. like prices are going to go up yeah. everything's going to go up and so then with like labor shortages um expenses go up mm-hmm. due to supply and demand there when you you can't have people you don't have people transporting yeah the supplies right and you know and then you got and the other part we talked about was the Fed was buying up stocks. Mm-hmm. And we were like, you know, what What does that mean when the government actually has stock in corporations? I don't know. <clears throat> that was one thing I was wondering. <laughs> I was trying to – I thought about looking into that today, but I was like, there's too much there yeah. for me to dig into today. So, yeah. so we're not going to get that deep into it because my brain couldn't handle it today. <laughs> so we're going to keep moving forward, though, with what we're talking about here. And – I have a direction that I think, at least minimally, that this is going. My agenda. You you had talked about, and you can talk about it more if you want, how you think this is a way to like open the floodgates oh, of the immigrants. It's just a theory. It's just a theory. It, it they're, is. They're going to do something with them. I mean, it's part of the infrastructure bill is that they're going to grant mm-hmm. immunity to, um, you know, <laughs> hundred hundreds of thousands of them, and they're going to have to do something with them. Well, and and this is a way that they can sell that. So. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, let's talk about that infrastructure bill. I had that for later, but I mean, that, you had briefly mentioned that that affects this too. Yeah. We got in that, this um, proposal, um, it's called CCC or the, what it, what is it called? Hang on. Let me get it pulled up. Like I said, that was on down the road, so I didn't have it pulled up. Sorry. It's called the Civilian Climate Corps, which is copying... Roosevelt's Roosevelt Civilian Conservation Corps. Yeah. So man, he, does he have any original ideas? No, no, he doesn't. God, and, he's horrible. And you know, it's not him either. It's, it's oh, I, I know. It's it, his writers. It's it's Pelosi, his yeah. his handler or AOC or something. Like, you know, it'd be great. Everybody would be like, "You're the next Roosevelt." So let's do it like that. <laughs> yes. And she rubs the coke off her gums. <laughs> <laughs> so this civilian. Um, the CCC, the Civilian Climate Corps, is going to supposedly bring in like millions of jobs. Like it's going to build millions and millions of jobs. So this this here says the Department of Labor reported um, a national unemployment rate of 5.4 percent 
there are, however, approximately 10.1 million job openings, according to that. 10.1 million job openings, and yet Biden is proposing to increase through tax with taxpayer money increase like add 1.5 million jobs to the civilian climate core it's just like all that's doing is crowding out right a lot of these yeah. private sector jobs because it's going to draw a lot of those those young kids that would go into restaurants and stuff but mm-hmm. they're idealist they want to save the planet so they're going to go into the ccc instead and they're probably going to get free um like skills training from oh, yeah. or or free free college. Yeah. I mean that you know Biden's been pushing for that. Yeah, this says the CCC will only worsen the problem as research shows the costly public sector work programs co- uh, crowd out private sector jobs. So, what do you think about that? You think I mean, he's talked about how this is going to be so great for the economy. They're right. comparing it to um Roosevelt like you said. Right. What the difference, though, is with Roosevelt, there wasn't jobs. Right. And it was a different generation. It was. And there were people that wanted to work, mm, that needed well, to work. Well, that's what I'm saying. There wasn't jobs. So yeah. whether you agree with the New Deal or the Great New... What was his called? Was It, it the was Great, the New Deal. Just the New Deal. Yeah. Whether you agree with that or not, there, the difference was back then there wasn't jobs. It was the yeah. Great Depression. And so he felt the need to create jobs, mm-hmm. government-paid or taxpayer-funded jobs, to fill those gaps of jobs. The difference now is the jobs are fucking there. Right. And we're we're like comparative. Well, well, just like this. It's not just like that because the jobs are here. We have 10 million jobs that yeah. aren't being filled and you're wanting to add another million and a half jobs yeah. to to somehow <laughs> crowd that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, that's ridiculous. No. You're going to cripple the the private businesses. Yeah, so you talk about how they're manipulating the economy. I mean, that right there would mm-hmm. manipulate the economy, and that's all like climate jobs. It's like to right, shift us towards like climate infrastructure right. and and things like that. It says despite his campaign promise to govern as a bipartisan unifer unifier, sorry, I was like, unifier. Unifer. I was like, what's a unifer? <laughs> Biden proves once again that the voices with the most sway over his administration are far, far left radicals. Mm. Biden's embrace of the CCC is yet another example of Democrats placing their radical environmental justice agenda ahead of the needs of hardworking Americans. And I don't even think it's just that. I don't no. think it's like this, oh, this environmental justice radical idea. I think it's to pull workers out of that those jobs intentionally. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about why here in a second. Uh, and I, yeah. And because part of it, and, and that's something we talked about was them, you know, they were shutting down, you know, the Keystone, they were stopping domestic uh, uh, leases on, on property for drilling mm-hmm. and exploration, exploration. And part of that we talked about is that they don't care that they're losing these jobs because their thought is, well, we'll just shift them over to solar. We'll just shift them over to wind. Yeah. There's a little bit of learning curve, but but it's better for the environment, and they can change. It's like their agenda, their green agenda, their great new or great reset agenda, whatever the build back better agenda. It's taking too long, so we're going to force Absolutely. force the hand. Absolutely, and that's what this feels like to me. Before we get into like, I'm going to talk about that theory. I, I keep alluding to it, just a cliffhanger here. <laughs> but first, I want to talk more about because I, I talked about the whole concept that. The labor market is a market. Yeah. It runs 
just the same way as a market, any market does. Right. It re- it's self-regulating. If you believe in, you know, capitalism and shit right. like that. Right, absolutely. Which I think we all subscribe to capitalism. Yeah, in its pure true, form. True, I was going to say true capitalism. Yeah, not like... An actual free market and not right. a government-manipulated market. So this is about as libertarian as it gets when it comes to the labor shortage and, and like, defining it. It's, like, basically let the market regulate yeah, itself. absolutely. I mean, we'll probably get hardcore libertarians that are like, that's not libertarian, but whatever. This this sounds to me, being limited knowledge libertarian as yeah. I am, this sounds as libertarian as we're going to get into right. when it comes to um, this labor shortage. says, the market can solve America's labor shortage if Washington will let it. That's the key here. This is from thehill.com. So let me share the screen. It says, one aspect of the economic crisis caused by COVID-19 pandemic can be solved best by markets. That's a recent acknowledgement from a surprising source, the New York Times. So this came from, was acknowledged I, I'm at skeptical least. now. <laughs> well, it was acknowledged by the New oh, York okay. Times, but I'm sure they had a lot wrong yeah. in it. Because it says, Times colonist David L- Leonhardt recently praised the labor market in the U.S. for its mechanism of dealing with shortages in a piece titled The Myth of Labor Shortages. While he's wrong that the labor shortage are a myth, a common mistake for many pundits and policymakers these days, he's right that the market can address these shortages. The challenge is that the federal government is preventing that from happening, as they do with all the market. They want to get their hands in and manipulate the market as much as they can. Yeah. The market can solve America's biggest current labor problem. Too few workers looking for work, if Washington will let it. Labor markets operate just like any other market. Prices or wages, in this case, adjust automatically based on supply and demand, which works to reduce a shortage. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Why? Because prices, when not artificially restricted by governments, provide both valuable information on the relative scarcity of resources and the incentives to employ those resources so that's what prices are for when not manipulated prices can tell you a lot yeah because i mean supply and demand determines the price but then you can back pedal and find out a lot of information based on the price you can learn a lot as long as it's not artificially right propped (laughs) up propped up yes which we see like i said with the like, you, you can't find a lot of good, hard data in the farm industry because a lot of that's propped up. And I I mean, I, I know a lot of farmers out there that, and I respect the shit out of them, so I'm yeah. not talking oh, bad yeah. about right. it, but I, I'm just saying, comparing that, like, yeah. you but, can't really get the true value no. uh, when when the government is buying up. Yeah. And, and again, that's something that Roosevelt started back in the, during the Depression. Right. You know, he... he subsidized farmers he inflated prices mm. i mean just to try to keep things under control and you know I, I i think that's where our start got you know where we started going down the wrong path you know I, i've talked to a lot of or not talked to but i've listened to a lot of economists talk about you know in a true free market yeah you're going to have your depression every so often i mean the roaring 20s in in uh america i mean that was like the peak of economics right and there was a natural depression after that Mm -hmm. and if the government would have just left it alone it would have bounced back in Mm -hmm. a year or two and the government would or the uh, economy would have come back even stronger than it was before well it's probably caused by people fucking around with it to begin with when it was at its high well probably probably why it caused it to dip as much as it did Yeah. yeah i mean 
There is screwing around with it on both sides. Yes, oh, yeah. it took an it would would take a natural dip, but it probably dipped harder because they're well, screwing around with it, with it and it, it lasted a lot longer because they kept <laughs> manipulating things. Well, it's like the housing bubble. It's like that the housing market was manipulated and caused to get way bigger than it ever should have. Oh yeah, and then so it crashed way harder yeah. than it ever should have. Instead of just taking these ups and exactly. downs as it yeah. naturally should. And they they know that. I mean the the Fannie and and uh, Freddie, Freddie yeah. Matt, uh, what was it? Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Yes, that's it. And and how they you know were were manipulating markets and how they were were taking money from from you know doing bad loans and mm-hmm. putting the money back into the market and yeah. I mean it was just it was all a cluster. Yeah. Yeah, and so then we get really high highs and really low crashes yeah. because of manipulation instead and, of just this wave. Yeah, and, and we get to the point where a dollar's not worth anywhere near mm. where it used to be. Well, back to the farming thing. Like like I said, I don't want to bash on farmers because, yes, I realize yeah. they need to survive and we need them to survive. But the so, so you got the government buying up a bunch of crops or whatever to destroy or do whatever with to keep prices higher high enough to sustain the farmers because otherwise there's too much supply not enough people buying the problem is how much of our farm our like foods is outsourced from other countries yeah instead of buying up all our local like farm just to sustain them yeah why are we buying from other countries why wouldn't we just Like somehow make it so we have to buy from the local farms, right. so that way the supply meets the demand here yeah. instead of us going to supply from other countries, right. and the supply here just gets out of hand. Well, and, and they talk about you know all the malnutrition that goes on in the inner city mm-hmm. and and in rural areas and stuff, and it's like okay, why? If we're destroying food, we're destroying crops. I, I just read an article that there the the hog crop is like. Um, way high this year, so they're going to have to end up killing like a third of the hogs. None of nothing makes sense, and that's that's what happens when we mm-hmm. manipulate markets. Is yeah. nothing makes sense. Yeah, things make sense when markets regulate naturally. Yes. So this goes on to say, the basic economic law means that there is a simple solution to the problem of businesses not being able to find enough workers. They can raise wages, which they're doing. We've seen. Quite an increase in wages around here. Either that or provide other forms of remuneration, such as more flexibility, paid leave, or other benefits valued by employees. So still, things of value. You increase the value, so you get more people. You look more desirable to the worker. Yeah, and that's how you get good people. So why don't businesses instantly start paying higher wages? Some argue wages are historically low and only slowly growing. While corporate profits are high and businesses should be able to afford the cost, but that's too simplistic. And again, that yes, that might be the case with corporations, but that's not necessarily the case with small businesses. Right. Like we never take into account the the small businesses, and it's like, well, they're just making these exorbitant profits. No, most of them are just making enough profit yeah. to make it to the next day. Right. Absolutely. Says that's too simplistic. The U.S. actually has seen solid wage growth, and corporate profits do not capture the financial well-being of small businesses. There it is, right there. What I just said. Mm-hmm. What matters most is government policy, especially enhanced federal unemployment benefits that keep more people out of the workforce, limiting the labor supply. So basically, instead of this natural, hey, we got this much supply of workers, we got this, so we have to adjust. We have this much demand, so we have to adjust the cost, i.e. the wages. Well, the government 
is going out and basically buying up a bunch of the supply. So now there's less supply there. So they're manipulating right just that like line. What they're doing with the farm. Yeah, they're so they're they're just buying up a lot of the the labor. So mm-hmm. They're buying up the supply. So the demand still is up here, but the supply yeah. is now down lower. So in the very least, they're manipulating so the price has to even go higher than it naturally should with right. supply and demand. They're yeah. in the very least squeezing it so we push wages up even higher. Yeah. Like they're doing, like you said, with the farm. Right. It says shortages are real, but only persistent where government policy makes it harder to alleviate them. This is where America finds itself right now with a record of 9.3 million open jobs, yet millions of people out of work. Rather than limit the benefits that stifle work, many federal and state politicians are calling for workforce development training that targets the so-called skills gap. So this I, I this is one of the parts I don't want to, like, I, I want to just talk about because I don't know where I sit with this. Yeah. What do you think of this workforce development training? Because I feel like even this in a way, is manipulating the markets. Yeah, it is. It is because they're they're jobs should be able to provide their own training, right, mm-hmm. in house. So by offering their own in um, like training, they're 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 kind of focusing, putting focus on areas of industry that they want the focus to be on. Mm-hmm. Oh well, welcome. Yeah, we'll we'll train you. Um, hey, have you ever seen a, a a windmill? You know, have you ever seen solar? You know, yeah, I was yeah, I was saying that, thinking that too. It's just like yeah. they're because I talked about early on how they're make they're giving you this opinion that all these jobs aren't good enough jobs, yeah. and you should be doing these jobs here. Right. So we'll train you to do these yeah. jobs. And he basically said that to that restaurant owner. Yeah. It's like, you know what? People just don't want your line of work anymore. Right. And, and, and yeah. they're making it look, they're giving off this perception that that's just yeah. shit shit yeah. work. Come work for the government. You'll get full benefits. And we'll sign you up with Obamacare. And uh, you can make 26 an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically... Encouraging people to move into the sectors that you want to prop up exactly is what what's exactly. going on, and that that's getting right into what, where, where, where I'm going. Says, um, says unfortunately, I found that these programs, so the workforce development training programs, are largely ineffective. Government intervention in schools and training efforts from high school and beyond are plentiful, but not well targeted towards high-need jobs and don't do a good job showing a true success for the applicants. So basically, the government's inefficient at doing this too. But then it's also saying they're not training people towards the high-need jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like you said, they're training them towards the jobs they want to shift us to. They want us to to shift us into this green, these green jobs. Mm -hmm. That's a whole... what the civilian climate core mm-hmm. like shifting people into yeah. those climate yeah. type jobs yeah says is there a better way to solve labor shortage or any way at all the best idea is still plain old supply and demand unaltered supply and demand right when there's a market for more workers in the area the response is for consumers to pay more for them in the long term when labor when more labor is needed in certain a- areas Businesses adjust with pay increases and training other workers for those jobs themselves. But for that to happen, government involvement needs to be limited. Isn't that just mm-hmm. true about everything? Just yes. yes, just sit limit down, the government. fucking government. <laughs> exactly. Take your hands off it. Exactly. Just just sit down and shut up. <laughs> Stop fucking around with everything. 
and just <laughs> let it regulate the way it's supposed to. Yes. But that's not what they do. No. They just like no. to put their hands in things. They like well, to... And how... Also, for years and years and years, I mean, kids have been told, look, you need to go to college, right? You need to go go to college and get your, your degree because that's the only way you're going to find a decent job, mm-hmm. right? Well, all of a sudden, that's not the great thing anymore, you no. know? Well, I think people are starting to catch on to that, and they're like, well, we could go to, like, get, like, a tech degree or just right. go do, like, a, an apprenticeship. An apprenticeship. Yeah. I well, get... now they're coming back out and telling you again, well, those aren't good jobs right. or yeah. those those labor jobs. It's not even the restaurant jobs. No. It's like... It's factory jobs. Factory jobs, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Unskilled labor. Truck driver jobs. Yeah, we've mentioned over and over restaurant, gas yeah. stations, all that shit. Let's... Let's let's put that on the side, yeah. and yeah, like factory workers, like that's still entry level yeah. jobs. I, I think I sent you an article. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, it's talked about manufacturing jobs are, are you know, the shortage of manufacturing jobs, mm-hmm. and um, it just says, uh, let's see here. Start. I almost bet you it's only the manufacturing jobs. That mm-hmm. are the things that they want to move away from. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it says like. Uh, like uh, 1.4 million factory jobs since the co- since COVID mm. are sitting unfilled. Empty, yeah. Yeah, and that affects everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can say, oh, that's just shit, shit work that nobody wants to do. Yeah. But that affects, like, your supply of yeah. everything, well, that your manufacturing of everything. Yeah. And like I said, it affects our job, mm-hmm. you know. And I read an article over the weekend where they said uh, computer chips are way down. So they're not. There's going to be a shortage on smartphones. There's going to be a smart uh, shortage on, um, you know, tablets. I mean, on. Um, Can, do you know why computer chips are down? I just read today, actually. Yes. Intel has been outsourcing a lot of their stuff from one of their c- competitors in Taiwan. So all the top computer chips out there. Intel doesn't even fucking know how to make it. They've been outsourcing it from <laughs> their main competitor. Does that surprise you? <laughs> It's. I want to know where, where if that guy gets to keep his raise that made that decision. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. The whole yeah. thing's a fucking disaster. Yeah. What were we talking about? How did we? Uh, oh, we were talking about. Uh, uh, you were talking about how we've been talking about restaurants, but manufacturing jobs, yeah. supply line stuff. I mean, all those things are affected. Yeah, everything's affect- affected. Like, we're. I mean, there's shortages across the board. And yet they're making these jobs in these other sectors that aren't the jobs. It's like what, what he said. It's like they're training them for jobs that aren't the high-knee yeah, jobs. Right. Yeah, because, well, I mean, <clears throat> is it bad to fuck up the economy a little bit to shift it over to our new view of economic structure? I mean, how how... <laughs> How much do you think they're willing to sacrifice? Oh, I, I, I think Joe Biden and his people are willing to sacrifice it all. Well, it's not even Joe Biden. Uh, it's no, no, like that, that like the Klaus Schwab's right, or right, the yes. World Economic Forum yes. people. Yeah, it's just as like, much as it takes. Yeah, as much as it takes. I mean, we talked about it. It's like they're talking about shutting it off and turning oh, yeah. it back on, and that yeah, what that's what, ugly. what is the lives of of twenty million people? You well, know, ten percent of the population. Well, when you think about it, I mean, that's just. A, a benefit. Oh, because absolutely. Then it's better for the econo- or for the environment. The environment, animals. yeah. Then the overpopulation is mm-hmm. like kind yeah, of brought under absolutely. control. 
And human that, human lives are cheap to them. They yeah. they don't care. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like Biden, you know, <laughs> with the the oil pipeline. Yeah, how many workers lost their jobs? But mm-hmm. who cares? You know, because there's solar jobs just around the corner. If they can just hold on, the union will help train them. There you go. Let's get into. I've been talking about their shift towards their agenda, manipulating the markets to move towards the agenda. And this article here doesn't necessarily point it out, but it's what opened the door to me to see kind of where they're going with this. Okay. Like, why why would they tank all the low-level jobs or the, the low-skill jobs? And I don't know. It's hard for me to even call it a low-level job because, I mean, we're... Yeah. Like a notch above that ourselves. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> it's not like, hey, this is a shit job. It's like these are just like not college educated jobs. They're right. entry level jobs. Right. Everybody's done them. Every, I mean, they're needed. They're necessary right. for an economy yeah. to work. Imagine being in Vegas and you can't find a place to eat and on right. a Sunday night. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, white people problems. I know, right? First world problems. So this tar- uh, this article is from the Atlantic, and this. This lady pisses me off. Her name is Annie Lowry. It's the Atlantic. I Mm -hmm. should have told you it's going to piss you off. The article is titled, Workers Should Have the Power to Say No. (laughs) Here's the thing. Workers have always had the power to say no. Absolutely. Like I said, if you don't like where you're working, you bust your ass to do something better, and you move on. Yeah. Apply for something else. You don't like how much you're making. We're not living in freaking the 1950s where you have to be stuck at a yeah, job right. your entire life because there's not a yeah. lot of competition out there for that line of work. Yeah. There's yeah. so many fucking jobs out there. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't understand why anybody with no pension going on right now, mm-hmm. everything's 401k and can be transferred. There's no reason why you shouldn't jump around looking for Absolutely. the best option. I, I mean, I would imagine most people don't stay at a job longer than maybe five years unless there's real mobility. That, I been at this job going on five years now and this will be the longest i've been at a job yeah the only one i've been at for five years was the marine corps everything else was less than five years it's a so bit harder to say no yes <laughs> workers should have the power to say no policymakers should not ensure a flood of low-wage workers should not ensure a flood of low-wage workers for america's businesses okay so let's get into this okay before I get pissed off and just go off on a rant before I even sure, read. Sure. Cities and towns are opening back up after their coronavirus-induced shutdowns. Job vacancies have surged to historic highs. Millions of Americans report that they are looking for work, yet employers are struggling to fill available positions, leaving them with no option but to shorten their business hours of operation and pay overtime. Payroll growth has uh, proved lackluster. And I didn't even consider that, like, not only... Are yeah, they short-staffed? Right. they got to pay overtime. Yeah, the staff that works there is going to have to work extra hours, and yeah. then they're going to have to pay time and a half. So hmm. they're having to pay extra. Yeah. Payroll growth has proved lackluster. <clears throat> it says, um, the familiar story about what's happened goes like this. America is in the midst of a labor shortage. Businesses are unable to find enough workers in no small part because of the country's generous unemployment insurance payments and repeated stimulus checks. At least she's... Saying something, saying like that. that, yeah, this is the reason. <clears throat> but she's saying this is a good thing, right? 
This is a nightmare for growing companies, a trend that's slowing the economic recovery and a problem that policy must solve. Policy must solve this. Of course, because only policy can. Yes. Workers are dampening what should be a stronger job market, the Chamber of Commerce said, calling the situation a very real threat to the recovery. In response, 23 states and counting have slashed unemployment insurance payments. But what it has rapidly become conventional wisdom is not necessarily wisdom at all. The labor shortage, so far as it exists, seems to have many complicated causes. Even if benefits are among them, policymakers should not rush in to help ensure a flood of low-wage workers for America's businesses. So policymakers or the government shouldn't do these businesses a favor by giving the this surge of low-wage workers because that's what the businesses want is basically right. what it's saying. Right. It's like this is the whole like workers should stand up and say no and demand their wages and blah blah blah. The workers of the world unite. Poli- policy makers shouldn't just turn off the it's basically saying if we turn off the unemployment benefits that's just giving this the 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 businesses free reign to yeah. pay their shitty wages all over again. And that's not what's happening here. Right. The evidence of labor shortage comes both from hard numbers and soft anecdotes. In terms, there was another they, article they, that they talks say, about the anecdotes. I, I hate when they say that. There was another of, article. Just I know you, you did, and I almost said that when at that time that I hate when people say anecdotes because it implies it's false. Yes. In terms of the hard numbers, well, <laughs> we talked about the guy that was saying tales of the yeah, restaurateurs. Right. Yeah. In terms of the hard numbers, lots of Americans want work. Roughly 10 million Americans are looking for jobs, and the unemployment rate is at an uncomfortably high 6.1%. At the same time, lots of businesses want to hire. Employees report Employers report they have 8.1 million positions open. So we've got anywhere from 10 million to 9 million to 8.1 million. Who knows? Somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah. Yet the number of Americans taking jobs remains subdued. Payrolls grew by just 266,000 in April Where? when ma- many economists... Expect a number as high as two million. So it's Jeez. only they've only increased two hundred sixty-six thousand jobs when they were expecting two million. Yeah, because people don't want to go back to work. Yeah. In terms of the softer stuff, more and more business owners are complaining loudly that they cannot find people to work. Restaurants are offering hiring bonuses to try to get potential workers in the door. Uber and Lyft are desperate for drivers in Costco, McDonald's, Sheets, and Chipotle along with many small businesses, have raised wages to attract employees. Again, they're pointing out like the big corporations, not really focusing on on small businesses. Yes. Workers would rather... So it it says, the issue many business execs and politicians claim is that the country's um, social insurance and anti-poverty programs are providing more of a hammock than a safety net, (laughs) which I like that. So (laughs) they're getting a little comfy on this safety net here. Yeah. Many workers are getting a $300 a week bonus on top of the regular state uh, unemployment payments and are still flush from the rounds of stimulus checks sent out during the pandemic. Workers would rather stay home and collect the dole than go out and take a job, the argument goes. Continuing these programs only worsens the workforce issues only worsens the workforce issues we are currently facing, says Missouri Governor Mike Parson. It is time we end these programs that incentivize people to stay out of the workforce. This is the governor talking, not gotcha. the author. The author okay. does not agree with this at all. Gotcha. Scroll on down. It says wages are a pivotal factor. 
Workers are used to making 20 Workers used to making 21 an hour are unlikely to take jobs for $17 an hour, nor would doing so be good for the American economy. Look, if I'm sorry, if you are making $21 an hour and then you're making zero, $17 an hour sounds really bad. good. No but doubt. if you're making $21 an hour, then you're getting like $26, $27 an hour for unemployment, yeah. then 17 sounds like shit. Right. And that would be, again, they're threatening the American, that would mm-hmm. be bad for the American economy. Right. Yeah. Workers used to make $17 an hour are unlikely to take a much more dangerous job for the same amount, nor would... Doing so be good for the American economy. Why not? And workers used to making 15 an hour who now have a reasonable expectation that more $21 an hour jobs will be available in a few weeks are unlikely to take that job for 15 an hour. Who is giving them this reasonable expectation that there's $21 right. yeah. an hour? Okay, guys, be- just don't don't get hired on for about two months, and I promise you, you'll get a job for like 21 It makes you wonder who's putting that information out yeah, there. Right, exactly. Like, well... They're used to making 15 an hour, but people are telling them there's this expectation that yeah. $21 is coming, so hold on to yeah, it. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, who's putting that bug in their ear? Yeah, exactly. It's not the employers. <laughs> Yet many employers are dragging their feet and raising wages to make their job offerings work, worth taking. Where? Where are the, they yeah. dragging their feet? Again, we've seen for six plus months, yeah. like $15 an hour. Yeah. $16 an hour. Says much of the wage growth Evident in recent statistics is due to high-wage workers being much less likely to have lost their jobs than low-wage workers. Once you account for that fact, wages have wages have not risen much at all. So they're saying the wage growth isn't from people actually bumping up the wages. Right. It's because high-wage workers were less likely to lose their jobs. So right. on average, the $15 an hour dropped out yeah. in the 28 30 yeah. plus dollars an hour stayed in so the average went up and that's the only mm-hmm. reason wages went up not the fact that the gas stations are putting up signs McDonald's right. is putting up signs saying 15 plus dollars an hour to come yeah. work here right again bullshit yeah all this shit is just bullshit paper pushing economists yeah. that don't go down and actually yeah. look at who's what's never, really going on who's never ran a business who's never actually seen the real ins and outs of how the economy works they just go by what the books they've read Yep. So it keeps talking about unemployment. It says unemployment has a more moderate effect on job acceptance rates than one might think because it offers only the lowest paid workers more incentive to say no. Moreover, unemployment helping drive wages up. Unemployment is helping drive wages up by giving workers the option to say no to a bad job. And that is not a bad thing. So this is giving them more options is what she's saying. Like, it's good that we have this unemployment because then they don't have to go jump at the first job that they see. Right. They don't have to, like, land this really shitty job for really shitty wages. So they have this option of saying no. Yeah. I mean, again, they... But anybody who has any kind of knowledge or or confidence in themselves can do that, though. Mm, Well, that's what I was going to say. If... Unemployment gives them the chance to get a better job. Then they they had the ability yeah. to get a better job. The yeah. unemployment didn't give them that ability to get the better job. Yeah. Yes, it did give them a little bit longer to hold out for mm-hmm. a better job. But again, that's like 
you can go work a shitty job holding out for a better job yeah. and switch jobs. Yeah. I've done it. I worked at Absolutely. a shitty job for two days and then another job popped because yeah. I was getting married and I was like, I don't fucking care. Just give me whatever. Yeah. Started working a job loading a UPS truck overnights like a two o'clock in the morning shift, yeah. part time with no real benefits. Yeah. And then two days later, a full time job.